Welcome everyone to the Hotel Nerd Network brought to you by Anchor. What's Anchor you say? It is an easy way to make a podcast like this one for free. That's right, I said it, for free. But not only that, you can record from the comfort of your home, on the PC, or on the go with your phone. They have everything you need to make a podcast in one place. The best feature is that they even distribute the podcast for you on multiple platforms, so you don't have to stress on getting your content out there for the world to hear. If you're looking for a free and easy way to make a podcast, download the Anchor app on your mobile device or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now please sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, Chris. Alrighty. Sorry about the delay there. It's okay. I had I had to remember that I have to actually copy and paste it onto uh, Safari, the link. Gotcha. Oh, so how's your day, Ben? It's been all right. Just busy trying to straighten out with things and everything with work. You know how it goes. Yep. I spent the day playing Kakarot. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because yeah. I'm busy starting tomorrow, so. Okay, yeah. With this new, uh, the hospital taking over and everything, I have to get things ready for the third, so the way this woman will tell us how to train, train us and stuff like that. Don't you just love how you already know how to do your job and they're going to train you how to do it anyhow? Right. It's like, okay, we know that you know how to do it, but we're going to train you the way we want you to be trained. Yep, pretty much. It's like it's like having the controlling girlfriend that you don't really want. <laughs> or... It's like it's like you did this you did this right, but let me show you the right way to actually do this. You didn't fold the underwear like this. I'm going to show you how to actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I consider it as. It's like the controlling girlfriend that you don't really want there, but she's going to be there anyways. So that way she can show you the right way to do things. So, so that's an interesting uh, intro to our uh, second episode of the podcast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So for anybody that just listened to two minutes of nonsense, uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) So, I'm Chris from Hotel Nerd. And I'm John from Movie Loves Unite. And, as said before, this is episode two of the Hotel Nerd podcast. So, uh, any topics that you want to touch on before we get into the list? Let's go on ahead and we can touch on Kobe Bryant, because that's the first main thing that I really want to talk about. And that's the first thing that I have on the list anyhow. Right, because, you know... I'm a big, huge basketball fan and everything, too, with being a Celtics fan, you know? Yeah. The main reason why I wanted to talk about it was because of the fact, yeah, it's current. It's not because it's the most popular thing that's on there. It's just something that's been with me since the weekend. And it's just something that I really am still shocked about because of the news that they gave us whenever hit Kobe Kobe's helicopter crash and everything with his daughter in it. It's well, just how much they butchered stuff. Like how quickly TMZ was trying to be the first on the story and reporting. It comes out from my understanding 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but they reported his death before the family even knew about it. They reported, I didn't even know that. They reported see, uh, his daughter's death before the family even knew about it. They went one step further, and they reported that the entire family, his entire family, was on the helicopter. Jeez, I didn't know about that part. Yeah. How yeah. I found out was like two hours later, because I was busy doing something. But, you know, TMZ is always good about posting gossip and they always want to be the first ones to actually get the news there even though the news articles might not actually be 100% accurate because I remember like before Paul Wall Paul Wall okay I'm talking about the rapper now okay before Paul Walker passed away and everything maybe this is like maybe a couple of months before he passed away they posted a hoax saying that he passed away Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden a couple of months later he passed away yeah, well, uh, I guess it wasn't just TMZ. I guess a bunch of major outlets went and ran with it, whatever TMZ was putting out there. Right, because they're going to use the first source that they actually see, which makes sense. <clears throat> because that's what I do with my my movie page and everything. I always go to the first uh, source that actually posted it, or the second source, and I give them the credit that they found the story before I did. But... Yeah. It's just it's, sad, though. Like It'd be I, almost like on Facebook with uh, We Got Discovered would have put it up first. Like it, That's the what I look at TMZ as. I mean, right. that's just how I look at it. They're, they're both BS sites. And I was told about it. I literally had just punched out of work. And uh, front desk manager... Dan, who I mentioned before, um, first episode, he went and told me, and he has a dark sense of humor, mind you. So he went and said, Hey, we got some sad news. Uh, Cody Bryant, uh, he uh, passed away. I thought he was pulling a prank because, you know, it'd be right up his alley. And then no sooner did he say that, my phone went off with ESPN, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, like, Everything on my phone just went bonkers. And it's like, okay, this it's real. Like, holy shit. And I'm not a basketball fan, and it registered with me. The, the only way, the only thing I can think of that in comparison is in entertainment, take Michael Jackson or Robin Williams. And sports, take Dale Earnhardt back in 2001. Right. The NASCAR fans felt that it reverberated globally. It felt like the world just stopped. Right. That's what Kobe did. That's what I feel like too. Like, th- here's the thing. Like I said before, I there's my, with me. I grew up watching Michael Jordan and everything. And I forgot, I completely forgot that Kobe and Michael both played and everything on separate teams. I didn't realize that it was during the same era just about whenever they played side by side with each other on opposite teams. I didn't even realize that. Well, it would have been just like NASCAR equivalent. Jeff Gordon was coming in as Dale Earnhardt was starting to fade out. Right. Let's use use a better analogy. Dale Earnhardt. Now, I guess the Jeff Gordon one would be the best one. Right. 
Uh, because they are Richard Petty, they overlap for a long time. But well, not only that, but you can even use Dale Earnhardt Jr. though as the new generation. Well, there you go. So you have Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's actually a better one. You have Dale Earnhardt Jr. that comes in, and he's starting to make a name, and then all of a sudden his dad dies. Right. Or let's take, uh, let's take Adam Petty, who, for he's all, really for all likeness and consideration a lot of people went and said where kyle failed which was adam's dad and kyle is richard's son uh that adam had richard's mentality and spunk on the racetrack right and then adam adam died right as kyle was cycling out i got you so i mean just, I mean, I can't think of better analogies other than those two. Exactly. I can understand from that perspective as well. Uh, but for me, like I said, I grew up with Michael Jordan. He was like, every single, everybody grew up with different eras, grew up with Kobe for three. I always grew up with Michael Jordan for three, Michael for three. But now and everything, in memory of him, I'm going to actually change it up to where it's actually Kobe for three and everything in memory of him, you know, but another thing too, is I didn't at the time I was, I think I might actually say that I was actually, he's like actually the Tom Brady of the NBA at the time, because everybody hated on Kobe because of the basketball player that he is. Yeah. And he was also, they want, they were winning championships. You can't deny how strong of a team that him and Shaq were and everything. But, you know, I always thought he was just a selfish ball hog and stuff like that. And then I kept on, as a matter of fact, I was watching the tapes on YouTube and everything. I'm realizing, you know, I here's the thing. I'm not saying the most popular thing because of the fact that the guy passed, because Kobe passed away. I'm just acknowledging the fact that he is, the GOAT. He is actually a great basketball player and everything. There's no denying that. Because after I was watching the YouTube clips and stuff like that of him playing and stuff like that, I realized, I came to realize, I came to the realization that Kobe is actually a good basketball player. And the best on the court, the best um, that you can actually get whenever it comes down to Shaq and Kobe. It's just that I always felt like Kobe wanted to be in the spotlight because Shaq was over always the one that was actually blocking that spotlight from him. But it was the other way around to where I don't I don't feel that way now. I feel like they were both sharing the equal sides of the coin where they both got the same share of the spotlight. And like I said, they they were a dominant team just like the Bulls were back in the 90s. And I'm always going to be a Celtics fan no matter what. But I have to get credit where credit is due. Kobe was yeah. a great basketball player. <clears throat> and what magnified it was the fact that his daughter was on there. And it's not saying yeah. anything less about the other seven people that were on there. Right. Because it sucks all the way around. Right. They, for the national exposure, it was Kobe and his daughter that were getting the attention and not the baseball uh, coach or the other passengers on that 
thing because basically if they just mentioned, hey, there's a baseball player on there, it, people wouldn't have tuned in. Considering yeah. the fact that Kobe was on there and his daughter was on there, those were the key two key players that would keep people tuned in. Just to say some random person, and I don't mean this with any disrespect or anything like that because I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards the coach or anything like that. It's just based off of the fact is what's going to tune the tune us in to the news more someone that is not famous versus someone that is famous that died in that plane crash. So the person that's not famous is going to get overshadowed by the person that is famous, no matter if it is Kobe or not. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm trying to be as respectful as I can towards this matter because I know it's a very touchy subject. I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards anybody's family or anything like that. It's just how I see things. But I, my jaw dropped as soon as I, as soon as uh, the sports app, uh, not sports tap, but the score app actually gave me the notification that his daughter was on there. I had no clue. You probably knew before I did because of TMZ. But at that time, I just only realized that Kobe was on that helicopter, not his daughter. Then as soon as I did that, I'm like, oh, my God, the tambalization that his daughter was even on that plane with her, with Kobe. You mean helicopter? My yeah, helicopter. I'm sorry. But me and my mouth actually just my jaw just dropped. Like, and actually, I found out that. about the daughter, uh, about about his daughter uh, on ESPN when I got home. Because that's the first thing I did is I turned it to ESPN, and they were just breaking in that his daughter was on as well. See, I didn't even, and I didn't even know until. I heard on. rumor. I don't know if it's true. I heard rumor that they preempted the Pro Bowl coverage. Like because the Pro Bowl was on, and I heard rumor that ESPN took all their channels and they went straight to the Kobe coverage, and the Pro Bowl wasn't televised. I don't know if that's true or not because I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I had no intentions of watching the right. Pro Bowl anyhow. I don't think anybody watched the Pro Bowl to be honest, <laughs> because I'm not one of those people that like to watch the Pro Bowl. But from someone, but here's the thing. If they did do that, how do you feel about that? Even if you were the type of person to watch the Pro Bowl, would it be a matter of respect, or would you rather, or would it be rather of, you know, uh, filling people in, or how do you feel about that? I would have thought that because I mean, ESPN has like what eight channels. Yeah. So dedicate your other seven channels to the Kobe coverage and keep the Pro Bowl on. Right, so I mean, and you can give updates as needed, like because I watched the Royal Rumble, and what was it after the, was it right after or right before the women's Royal Rumble match, they went and they referenced Kobe and did a tribute to him. I want to say it was after that. I want to say I'm not 100 percent sure because I don't really keep up with WWE that much. My friend, my one of my friends would know, and I would be able to fill that in to you later on, because yeah, he was watching. I believe, the it, I believe it was after the women's rumble that they that Michael Cole came on and 
said about Kobe passing, and they did a bit. You know how they do the when a wrestler passes away, they do the put the picture up, put the the date, but the memoriam. Yeah. yeah. That's what they did for Kobe, and then they moved on. So, and speaking of moving on, because I can't think of anything else to really touch on with that other than the investigation, which I'm not going to touch on at all because I'm not going to sit here and speculate. But I know you're not the biggest basketball player, a basketball, not basketball player, but basketball fan, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never watched the game, to be honest. I've tried, and it just – it's not my cup of tea. I understand. It's not – basketball is not for everybody. I mean, but, you know, I grew up in Boston. Boston's the home of New England Patriots, Red Sox, uh, Bruins. I was into all that. As soon as basically you come out of the room, you have a Red Sox or Patriots uh, clothes or Celtics clothes. <laughs> It's required out, out of the hospital. <laughs> Somehow I believe that. <laughs> but, hey, that's the way it is in Boston, though. I mean, but, you know, I just for me personally, I just have to give credit where credit is due and everything and respect Kobe for what he did on the court. Yeah. But anyways, um, what's what topic did you want to talk about next? Well, being a Super Bowl week, my next topic was going to be our predictions, but being this happened today, we need to touch on the uh, the earthquake, the surprise earthquake that came out of nowhere. Uh, south of Jamaica, that was felt in Miami, and they evacuated buildings. Wasn't also part of Cuba too, as well. Uh, it was south. It was south of Cuba, north of Jamaica. Right. It was seven point seven. They had a tsunami warning out for the Caribbean region for up to three-foot wave, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider the power of water, that can do a lot of damage. Um, And like I said, Miami, all high-rises were evacuated because they're built for hurricanes. They're not built for earthquakes. Right. When you think Southeast United States or you think Caribbean, other than Puerto Rico, you don't think earthquakes. Exactly, because like you said, we're built for hurricanes. That's like, a, even tsunamis for that instance, I don't even think we would be built for something like that either. You know, I, I wouldn't think that we would actually be built for tsunamis, if you think about it, for Florida or for down here in the south. I think you'd be more, I think you'd be surprised that you might be more geared up for a tsunami than you would uh, for an earthquake, just for the sheer fact True. that you guys are geared up for storm surge, which is basically a tsunami during a hurricane. True, but an unexpected tsunami, though, is another thing. True. It's one thing that where we have a hurricane to prepare for, but it's another thing to where we're unprepared for with a tsunami. You know, because a tsunami is a 10 times worse than what a normal um, hurricane is, in my opinion. Because here's the thing, you're able to prepare for a storm that you already can see. A tsunami, you can't see that thing. All it is is, you know, pray that, you know, you can survive. <laughs> you know? You know, all you got to do is ask Japan about that. Right. 
And I was looking it up while we were talking there about Kobe to see if there was any effects on the Super Bowl uh, events that were going on, being that yeah. down there in the Miami area. I'm not seeing anything here saying that any Super Bowl events are uh, affected. So I wouldn't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they had like a special thing just for Kobe. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get something. I can guarantee you whatever. They're going to take a Super Bowl spot. I mean, hell, they might even not take a Super Bowl spot. They might actually take and say to J-Lo and whoever else is there for halftime saying, hey, we gave you this much time to do your performance. We need you to shave that down because of Kobe. And so we can do something for him or – we need you to somehow incorporate that into your show. Right. Which would be, I would think that they would do it that way. But, but how, what else do you feel about the earthquake that happened, though? Uh, it was a what the moment. <laughs> right. Was not expecting to hear that. I was... Uh, actually playing Kakarot when um, it hit. Wow, they actually have uh, – I'm looking at a map right now of places that felt it. They felt it all the way up into Erie, Pennsylvania. I find that to be a little – it's a bit of a stretch, but considering it was a 7-7, that might not be that much of a stretch. <laughs> no, but you got to look out for the eights. <laughs> that's the that's the big one. Yeah. Is it? I'm just surprised that this something like that actually happened. Like you don't something like that. You know, you're unprepared for. You don't know when it's going to happen, and everything. And then that's that shock value where you know how can I prepare myself if it happens again? And there's no answer for that. Yeah. There was already an aftershock of a six, six. So they're going to have aftershocks for a while. Right. I think that, you know, even though we don't get that many earthquakes, I feel like in the South, I feel like that we need to go on ahead, build our homes like California even in the northern states or whatever, have our homes um, just in case of earthquakes. Even though we don't think that it's going to happen in our general state or area or anything like that, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Well, considering the fact you guys have the new new uh, Madrid fault line that's just right. directly to your northwest. Exactly. And I could talk earthquakes for a while, but I'm not going to. But. Dang. <laughs> I did a whole entire science report on that back when I was in seventh grade, so <laughs> so I'm good. I, I don't want to. I don't want to bore people. The only reason why I wanted to bring it up is because one, Super Bowl's in Miami. It's Super Bowl week, and then all of a sudden, right. boom, earthquake, seven point seven. Miami feels it. Miami evacuates buildings. It's like okay, that's a hell of a thing, <laughs> right? Especially before the Super Bowl and everything. Um. My question is this. How do you feel about WB and Sony pulling out? Well, I actually was getting to that, but being that we're there, uh, 
we'll kind of kind of do a circle here. But uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised by. I mean, Wonder Woman eighty four. You really don't need to do anything for Birds of Prey. Yeah. You don't have to do anything for it. Yeah, Birds of Prey. There's enough marketing out for that. God knows. Um, not only that, but if you're not sold on it now, your chances is you're not going to go and see it. Exactly. Uh, Morbius, you're not going to really put anything out for because you just recently did. Right, like Ghostbusters for Sony, which is the only franchise thing that they have going right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm kind of a little downtrodden by that because I was hoping that we'd get a full trailer that gave us the 84 crew, but hey, it is what it is. We'll get that trailer sooner or later. We got plenty of time. But you know what, though? I'm glad they're holding back, though, compared to how we see trailers nowadays where they give us too much. So I'm glad that they're not putting that part in there right now. You know? Yeah. But considering how things are normally done, that's what I was expecting, to be honest. Right, right. That's That's understandable. Oh, and I just saw something cycling back to the earthquake bit real quick. It's kind of ironic that we have a California team in Miami during the earthquake. <laughs> it's like he's mentally prepared for what's about to happen. Just throwing it out there. Right. <laughs> so, n- not knocking on the 49ers because come to find out that I'm actually, I went to school with one of the 49ers. So... He was four years ahead of me, but I did. My I talked to him. I don't know him. Know him, right? So well, that's uh, pretty cool, though. Robbie Gold. But yeah, it was. It's pretty neat to know that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what else would uh, Warner Brothers have that would be coming right now? All I know is is Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey. And like I mentioned, if you're not sold on Birds of Prey, and they're like working now, on you're this. not gonna go see it. And they're working and then, on the third Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, but is that even I mean that's not even in principle photography, I don't think no. yet. They're still scripting no. that. Right. So there's nothing for WB right now to actually say, hey, look remember this we talked about this we're gonna go ahead and do this the so Sony really, big ones we, who who does fast and the furious w universal okay and they're surprising people by coming out on the 31st they're not doing the super bowl no and that's on that's unbelievable because fast and the furious always air their trailers on the super bowl It's almost like a lot of people. Well, I know that there are warning people that you might see a lot of political ads during the Super Bowl this year because um, Trump took one out. Bloomberg took one out. I don't know if anybody else did, but I know those two did because Bloomberg took one out and then Trump went and basically saw it's like, uh, hold my beer, and then he took one out. At least that's what I heard. Great. (laughs) So, yeah, be ready for that. I wish that they wouldn't do that during the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, I agree. 
Because it's one of those things where, you know, you want to forget about stuff that's going on around you. You want to focus on something more entertaining than dealing with that. Oh, you're not going to hear me argue that. But, you know, it is what it is. But I don't see what the uh, purpose of doing it during the Super Bowl, other than the fact that you want to fill a slot that, you know, another uh, studio or something like that, you know, isn't there. Yeah. Because we have two ads with political campaigns and we have two studios that are not there. So basically, that's your filler commercial that's yeah, taking the place. Pretty much. That's what it's going to feel like. Hopefully, those are the only two that we see. Hopefully, we don't even see them. I'm hoping not. <laughs> but like I said, it has nothing to do with the presidencies or anything like that. I just don't feel like political commercials belong during the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's like very out of place. That would be like you watching Star Wars and then all of a sudden you see a Trump billboard in a Star Wars movie. (laughs) That's dangerous. But um, what else is there? Uh, What else did we know? um, We're talking Super Bowl so we need to talk about who we think is going to win over and unders. I think that San Francisco has a good shot at actually winning it. The only thing that I feel like that I'm worried about is them making Jimmy throw the ball more. Because they've been doing good with their running game, but as for the throwing game is where Jimmy's a little bit weak at. I'm going to the 49ers as well, and I had the same issues. And I'm going over 50 points. For the game. I think we're going to have a shootout. I think it's going to be a back and forth game because of the defensive line and also the offensive line as well. I could definitely see it working on both ends. I, I see a shootout happening. You score, we score. You score, we score. I just, the Patriots-Eagles uh, last game was. Where the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And as much as I hate to say it, the Eagles beat us, and it was a shootout, so I can't really complain. Right. And then we won last year, but that was a snooze fest. Most of ours are. Not really. If you look at the um, one with the Seahawks, that was really good. Well, I mean, you get the occasional one that – uh breaks the cycle, but we either win by a field goal or we blow people out. I was happy with either one, but <laughs> but that was just a defensive game on both sides last year. It was a defensive game on, on both sides. Why it was a snooze fest, but I'm, but Kansas City looks like they're kind of dangerous, though, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm expecting it to be a shootout. Right. How many points do you think they're going to have total? I think the score is probably going to be about – Kansas City would probably be about 30 – about 36. And then I would have to go with – the last score would be about – 40 to 36. San Francisco 40 and uh, 
Yeah. So you're saying 76 total points. Yep. And I'm saying 50. Right. I really don't know what the score is going to be. I just got a a feeling that the total at the end of the day is going to be about 50 points. That's a pretty good uh, guess, though, too. Pretty good estimate. And that's because I'm expecting both defenses to kick ass. If one defense falters, I can see that being towards your number. Yeah, most definitely, especially once they figure out what they're do what the other team is doing. Once they figure out the strategy, that's it. <laughs> um, another thing too, I forgot to mention, you know how we said that we weren't sure of any other movies or anything like that with WB? Yeah. There's tenant that's gonna be coming out. Yeah, they're going to miss a hell of a spot to put that in to explain it more because that movie, it looks good, but I have no idea what the hell is going on. Exactly. And I don't understand how you're going to try and sell the movie if you don't know your product. And that's also how box office bombs, though, too, because of the fact that you're not doing a very good job with your marketing campaign. You know, and if you don't know what the, um, what the movie's about, how is it going to actually be successful? It seems like they're hiding it. Well, it is Nolan, so... True, Nolan does blow everybody away, but I don't see why that the studio would want to hide a Christopher Nolan film. I don't think they are hiding it intentionally. I think there is, like, one or two major twists, kind of like it was with Inception. Because that's kind of the feel that I get for Tenet is that it's basically Inception on steroids. I can see that. It would be really cool if Tenet was actually a sequel to Inception in some way. Kind of like what uh, and I did with uh, Split. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I would be okay with that. That's That's kind of why I'm thinking they're holding back. They're like they have to go ahead to do what they want for promotional, but they're like, no, nah, let's let's reel this back a little bit because we don't want to give it away. We want people to go into the movie and be, oh, this is an Inception sequel. Because it'd be really cool if Leo shows up somewhere and it'd be like, oh, okay, because Michael Caine's in it too. And they already gave you Michael Caine, so. Let's see. What else is there? Well, I was going to touch on Arrow Finale, but I got distracted while watching it, so I'm not going to touch on that because I don't want to touch on something I'm not fully versed in. Not only that, but... I I all look pretty badass. Well, here's the thing. I haven't watched a single thing of Arrow. As a matter of fact, I stopped watching all the superhero shows. (laughs) All together. I'll tell you what, you stopped at a bad time. Crisis was absolutely epic as shit. Well, I was confused. Part five was kind of... Well, when they did the thing from, I think, last year or whatever, I was confused at where I had to start at because I don't watch Supergirl. I don't watch the time travel show that they have. So I was totally lost at what episode I needed to come in at, which one I had to watch first. 
And then I'm like, oh. you know what? This is too confusing for my ADD brain. So I'm not going to even deal with it. <laughs> Crisis is easy. Crisis is extremely easy. You just go go on the WB's app and just look up Crisis. It'll be Crisis Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, Part 5. And it's all in order? It's all. It should be all in order. <laughs> all right. Good. Because if it's so, out of whack, I'm going to be like, um. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll definitely give it a shot then. And then just watch the last two episodes of Arrow. And then you see how Arrow ends. All right. So around noonish, I got the news going on in the next subject that there was a rumor of Lethal Weapon 5 potentially happening. I didn't see that you had an article written on this. Because I saw yeah. this on my local news. Oh, excuse me, because it's a slow day up here in Pennsylvania, evidently. And, you know, we decided that we're going to talk about a rumor of old people going to make a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How about that? But basically, what happened was this um, Dan Lynn uh, was actually on a show. And on that show, he said that him and Danny Glover had been talking and everything and about Lethal Weapon 5. I thought Danny Glover was retired. Not, I guess Jumanji jumped, jumped up his heart or something because he wants to do Lethal Weapon 5. That's right. He was in the new Jumanji. I haven't seen that one yet. That's why I forgot about that. It was actually pretty good. But this is what Len said. We're trying to make the last Lethal Weapon movie and Dick uh, Donner's coming back. The original cast is coming back. It's just amazing. The story itself is very personal to him. Mel and Danny, we are ready to go. So it's about the script. So basically all the cast is ready to go, but the script isn't even ready yet. (laughs) 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 So you see what I'm talking about? Like, there's nothing there's something to talk about but at the same time there's nothing okay. to talk about right and you know i've i've liked martin riggs i love marta i've always loved the lethal weapons series but they should have capitalized on this back in after 98 around 99 or 2000 back when these people were actually younger and now marta is going to be 90 years old <laughs> Carrying a Smith and Weston. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know the lethal. We know we just did this for bad boys, but they were also like forty years younger than you. So right. <laughs> and bad boys uh, for life was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was actually. I I laughed so hard I was in tears. Same here, but especially the airplane scene. <laughs> the airplane we, scene was hilarious. We fly together, we die together. Die together. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shouldn't have said that on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then every single thing made it look like they were actually a couple rather than cops. Yeah. It just kept on getting worse. <laughs> but <laughs> but my thing is this. I mean, I'm wondering if the chemistry between Mel Gibson and Danny Glover still there. Just like how I was wondering if Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, if their character, their uh, chemistry was going to still be there or was going to be forced. 
we haven't seen the, these characters together in 22 years. That's been, very true. It's been since 1998. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, okay, I'm excited because of the fact it's another Lethal Weapon movie. But Joe Pesci is not in his prime anymore. None of them are. No. <laughs> and you might as well put Martin Riggs on a walker. What are they going to do? Put a lethal weapon inside of a nursing home? Exactly. We can call it <laughs> Lethal Weapon 5 Operation Breakout. <laughs> <laughs> but. Mind you, we're saying it's all unjust, but. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, and then there's even a picture of uh, Mel Gibson in shape for his role. And I get the fact he was the bad guy in the Expendables movie, but he was also younger back then, too. Yep. And, you know, they should have capitalized on it around 99 or the year 2000, or 2000, two years later. I feel like there's not really any meat on the bone for it to actually go on. I just feel like, you know, they ended up on a high note. You had Jet Lee as the bad guy in 1998's Lethal Weapon 4. You had Chris Rock on top of his game back then. Yeah, he has a um, Super Bowl commercial coming out, by the way. Oh, God. I can only imagine what that's going to be. And <laughs> the way they're teasing it, and he's doing push-ups. So, there's Lethal Weapon news, and then all of a sudden, now you got Chris Rock doing push-ups in a commercial, teasing a Super Bowl commercial. But am I right or am I wrong, though? I mean... You had all these key characters that was actually young back then. And then not only that, but even whenever they did... Here's the thing that gets on my nerves. And this is also back whenever they were going to do another Fast and the Furious movie. When they have the Emorium for Paul Walker. And then the rumors circulated that they wanted to put Paul Walker's character back in there. I'm like, okay, you you just went on ahead. And if they did this, all the emotional attachment to the character is now gone. And I'm not saying the emotional attachment to any character is going to be gone with this, but you giving us that slideshow at the very end of showing all the Lethal Weapon movies does not mean hell anymore. It does not mean a damn thing. Because it's like, okay, we're going to make another Lethal Weapon just because, rather than just going ahead, have the slideshow, and be done with it. To wrap everything up. Then why have the slideshow if you're going to make another Lethal Weapon movie? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But how do you feel about a Lethal Weapon movie? I I don't have words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of mixed because I like the movies, but they're old. They like, are that. <laughs> and mind you, the Lethal Weapon movies, they might be dated, but damn, did they age well. They do. They really do. And, you know, I really, like I said, I like Martin Riggs. I liked him as the badass cop that's that doesn't take orders from anybody and then pisses off the um, the chief and everything else. Because that's basically what Martin Lawrence and Will Smith do. They they piss off the captain and that's the same thing that they do with uh, the Lethal Weapon movies <laughs> yeah pretty much um, 
there's also a little bit of Matrix news that dropped today, too. I did not see this, so this is breaking news to me. Yeah, uh, basically, what they did, this is off of Arrow in the Head, which I actually gave the source whenever I did the article for it. But basically, they got word that there was like a secret project called Project Ice Cream which was secret casting for extras for the Matrix 4. Okay. And, they, and they're actually going to be uh, filming on February 5th of Mar- uh, in March 1st in San Francisco. So, Very cool. Yeah, so like I said, they called it Project Ice Cream. <laughs> well, it's no different it's like, than calling... What movie was it that... Uh, Star Wars did that was called Blue Harvest. Right. Wait. It's like an undercover thing. I could just yeah. see myself at a like an ice cream thing and all of a sudden, yeah, I want some project ice cream. Shh, they're not supposed to say that. Or something, you know, like all of a sudden people just wind up telling you to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's a top secret set. But it makes me excited that, you know, the Matrix 4 is actually gonna be happening and that there's the filming is about to begin. And maybe yeah. it won't be so convoluted because we only have one of the movie uh, creators, one of the film creators making this one. The other one, the brother, I guess now sister, um, isn't involved. It's just the one. Right. And, you know, I wish that they would have kept them both in there doing it. I get the fact that there was might be too many chefs in the kitchen during the time that the last two Matrix movies came out. But if you think about well, it, it's that they also ran out of money and Keanu Reeves donated some of his yeah. uh, payroll to making the last two movies happen. Yeah, if it wasn't for Keanu, the movies they probably wouldn't have been made. It'd probably still be up in a vault somewhere. All right, but, I just thought of something. What's that? Being that Warner Brothers, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't think that this is a Warner Brothers or a Sony distributed movie. It is a Warner Brothers movie. No, 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 no. Not The Matrix. The one I'm getting ready to say. Uh, for a movie trailer, being that Warner Brothers and Sony aren't going to be at the Super Bowl, Bill and Ted 3. I didn't think about Bill and Ted uh, 3, to be honest. I forgot I, all about Because this. it's done. It's in yeah. production. And the release date for it. I don't know off the top of my head. Honestly. Hold on. Do, 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 do. It's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. August twenty Yep, I was just about to say that. <laughs> so it would make sense for them to drop it in the Super Bowl rather than wait until May. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense. Maybe a teaser. Yeah, I could see it happening. That would be awesome. Who's distributing it? I don't see it on IMDb. United Artist. Is it a UA movie? Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, Hammerstone Studios, Dial 9, Duggan Entertainment. Uh, who else? VBS Films, Orion Pictures. 
uh, Warner Brothers in UK, so they might not. Well, UK might not get it, but we might. Because don't forget, we're doing United Artists. We're going to be under that brand. Yeah, but isn't UA a subsidiary of Warner Brothers? I'm not sure. But, you know, what makes me excited, get this, Keanu Reeves was actually in Slidell, Louisiana, even though that's where they were filming at. There was actually a sign out in somebody's yard. And they actually had, on the sign it says, you're awesome. Keanu saw that, he knocked on the door, he goes, no, you're awesome. (laughs) 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 And... And the girls he did that he did that at E3 last year where right. somebody yelled in, up on stage, You're awesome. And he goes, No, you're right. awesome. Right. So somebody saw someone actually had that had a sign out and it says, You're awesome. So he knocked on the door, he turns around and goes, No, you're awesome. And then the girl's like, What is Keanu doing outside of our house? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought that was actually pretty cool. I I I wish that he would actually knock on my door. I'd be like, dude, you want to come in for some coffee, some donuts? I was like, I don't recognize you with your John Wick beard, but hey, I believe that you can't read. Show me some identification. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to see. I don't see Bill and Ted on the list of UA uh, distributed films. Hmm. That's kind of odd. No Time to Die is the next one they have. April 8th. Right. James Bond. That's kind of unusual for me to actually see a James Bond movie out in April rather than in November. (laughs) Yeah. Is there a fact the last one was Sky? No, it wasn't Skyfall, was it? It, No, 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 no. It was... uh, What's that one? Spectre. Yeah, Spectre was November 6th, 2015. Yep. If you think about it, all the James Bond movies came out in November. I don't know. I'm not a not a James Bond fan either, honestly. I am to a certain extent with some of the films, but... My biggest gripe with the James Bond films is there's no continuity. Eh, continuity, schmottinuity. The only ones that are actually do have some continuity to them is the uh, ones with Daniel Craig in it. When you look at Casino Royale, and then the ones after that, Spectre is its own thing. But, anyways, um, so uh, also I just kind of digging around while we're talking here, and I happened to see it, which reminded me I wanted to bring this up. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Christian announced last week on SEN Live from New York when they were doing Smowdown last week while they're doing their SEN segment that Skybound and SEN are teaming up. Yeah, I saw that. I actually watched a little bit of uh, their show today while I was at work. I'm going to throw that out there because I plan on tagging uh, Christian in this uh, video, or yeah, video, in this podcast, that way he can 
hear it because with me trying to be active on SEN, I wanted to give them a little bit of love and Most give definitely. them a shout out and say congrats uh, to the Skybound announcement. Most definitely, because, you know, I've been following Christian and them since the AMC days. I've been following them for a long time. And then, how long have you been watching them? Uh, you first said about them in the group, what? Probably around 2000. Three years ago, three, four years ago. Yeah, about three, four years ago. Because I that's know about right. Campia was still on there. Campia yeah. had just came back. And then he had that rant where he broke the red easy button. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> that's, that's, that was one of the first uh, movie talks that I watched. That was a great moment <laughs> on that show. That was hilarious. <laughs> I loved that moment. I wish Wasn't that was... because of one of my questions? I don't remember. Because I think you, re- I think I remember you asking me, "Are you the reason why Campia lost his shit?" I was like, "What are you talking about? You're not watching right now? <laughs> no, I'm at work. What's going on?" He was pressing the red button. The button. Well, he wasn't button. even pressing it. It's almost like he took his hand and turned it into a sledgehammer to just slamming <laughs> it. And if I remember correctly, Schnepp was uh, Schnepp was on the panel. I think Christian was on the panel that day too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and, they just, and they just looked at him like, "What the hell, dude?" His rants are some of the best stuff that I've seen. But Christian too, though, he can get some, he can go on some rants. But back when the schmo schmo, um, let's see here. Oh God, schmo's no show was around and everything. The very first time I ever watched a Schmo's No Show was actually the time when they were doing the un, uh, release the troll segment where they were making fun of the trolls that were commenting on the YouTube channel. <laughs> and they were actually trying to sound like the people that were actually commenting and using different types of um, impressions from uh, different celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah, Campia's rants now that this crazy Walmart lady uh, video came out, when I think it's Campia's rants, I think of him in that situation. Because I can see Campia doing that. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Exactly. I can <laughs> see Campia saying bitch. something like that. <laughs> Look, motherfucker, I'm trying to help you with your question. <laughs> you need to sit down and shut up and let me answer this fucking question. I can hear him say that. Oh yeah, so yeah, like, <laughs> it can't be off enough. I can see it happening. <laughs> My other moment, can't be a moment, was this too. Was where he was talking about how everybody wants Christian Bale to come back, and he and uh, he said, "What do you want? You want someone to light the put a night light next to you with some scented candles and everything, and for him to come out of the darkness and say, I'm not going to be Batman anymore.'" <laughs> that, <laughs> that rant was great and then, the Shield, and then the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, TV show rant was great oh he hates Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I remember that rant that, that rant made me laugh my ass off but 
nothing beats the Brett Sharon in one where I mean, um, I'm not gonna sit here and deny that I don't like Agents of Shield because I do. I mean each their own but, flavor. I mean I've watched every episode, I've slugged it out and not gonna lie, some of it's shit. It really is. Campy is not wrong. <laughs> but there are some good parts. There's some really compelling, interesting parts that if DMCU actually would have tied it in, it would have been epic as hell. But I mean, it is what it is. It became its right. own thing. So, but what's some of the rants that you remember from Schmo's No Show or anything like that that Christian or Mark did? When Mark first met the Schmobot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> that was that was some shit. Yeah, his look said everything. I wish that Schnepp was around and he could he could be introduced as a snowbot. It, that would be that would have been comedy gold. It would be, but I would oh also see Schnepp's face when Mark first walked in, and then he and then he's giving Mark hell over the snowbot. <laughs> that would have been gold. <laughs> but another thing too that I really loved with Mark though was the chemistry between Ashley Mova and him. And I mm-hmm. remember she was always wearing those beanie hats on AMC. And he made some type of joke because you know how they'll recognize you if they if you, something happens to you, your beanie will give it away. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was another one where, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but there was one part where, I forgot who, Sinead had the pizza blouse on. He goes, I don't know if I trust you or not. You have way too much pizza on your shirt for me not to trust you. I remember that one. (laughs) I do remember that one. Like, his stuff for his comedic stuff is just awesome. I actually purchased uh, his, that the album that he had out and everything get the princess to the castle or something like that but that album was good i do want to see him live it's just i do too i hope he gets closer to where i am in central pa because he never comes to the south i'm like dude he goes to the south but he doesn't come like around mississippi area or anything i would have to travel like eight hours to get to florida or nine hours to get to florida if he ever travels down that way. But it's like, dude, come to Biloxi. I'll go and see you. I'll advertise it. <laughs> I was literally tweeting him almost every single day about it. <laughs> it's like, come, he goes, where should I go? Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> and then a couple of months later, where should I go? Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> so it was like a constant thing and everything but you know I love the bits that Christian actually has on the show and everything it's so entertaining oh especially when uh with uh him Ben Winston Winston. Winston's the uh, I'll be honest with you Winston's the best addition to the show though yeah yes and no offense to RB3 but Winston absolutely RB3's been around since the Schmo, Schmo's No Show days and everything. And I love RB3. 
he gives 110% every single time he's on the show. Oh, his laugh is hysterical. It it really does sound like a soundbite. The way I mean, I can't blame the fan for asking if that's a soundbite or if that's really how he laughs. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I wish I had a laugh like that where people like, is he really laughing or is that just a soundbite? All right. Well, we're going to this rabbit hole for about 10 minutes. Hey, that's okay with me. I can talk about the schmoes all day long, but, or SEN Live now. Yeah. So, uh, coming back to full circle here. Um, Christian, by the way, I don't know how you keep the show on track sometimes. I mean, kudos to you. I have a hell of a time keeping the show on track when it's just me and another person. So, much well, love. Roxy also helps him out with that too, though. Fair point. Um, so topic seven, yeah, the whole bit with the coronavirus. How do you think that's going to affect the global box office numbers? Because I mean, it's China. China is the right. second biggest box office. I'm going to be honest. With you. I think Mulan's going to bomb. Because, because of, of because of this, yeah. Because don't forget, they made this specifically in respect to the China, China, um, to China and everything, and that's the audience that it's actually going to gravitate towards and everything. Don't get me wrong, we we love Mulan, we love the movie and everything. We know that the movie might actually be good with the live action adaptation. But let's just face it, the marketing and everything is pushed towards overseas as well. So if this this virus reaches out and everything, the movie could possibly bomb. I could be wrong, but I hope I'm wrong. You know, because I want this movie to succeed. But at the same time, realistically, it could be to the point where people are going to be afraid to even move and get out of the house to see this movie. Well, have you seen some of the video from coming over there in China from like Wuhan or whatever uh, city this originated in? Yeah, I did. There's nobody, nobody out. There's no cars. There's no people walking. The people that were evacuated, us, the Americans that were evacuated today, they one person did a video diary of the whole event. There's not anybody in the airports. Like nothing. It's like taking Atlanta and just shutting it down completely. Right. Like it's crazy. It really is, but it's also scary. I can actually, I feel with those people. I can sympathize with them. You know, I if this virus and everything, I don't want to get out if somebody has that virus and take a chance. You know. It's like we went from World War Three to having a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, well, I'll be honest. I'm not terribly worried about it over here in America unless somebody actually dies over here. Right. But if I'm not mistaken, though, didn't they block all flights from overseas or something? I'm not sure. I don't know, honestly. I know at O'Hara they did something. I don't know what they did over in Chicago. I'm not sure. All I know is there's like six or seven cases here in America. I think it was one Washington, one California, 
one Texas, one Illinois, one New York, yeah, that's one what I'm thinking of. New Jersey. You see, one of my admins and everything, he's like, I'm not moving. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to a movie. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to stay home and watch my Netflix and Hulu. I was like, well, if I die, I die at what I love doing. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not going to make a big hoo-ha stink about it until... I mean, it sucks that there's people over there that in China that have died, but let's be let's be real here. China healthcare, it sucks ass. Right. It's actually is one of the aside from North Korea, it's actually one of the worst places at and everything too. Yeah, unless you got money. Right. If you have money, hey, if you got that yen, you can get treated all day long. But Let's just be uh, real, too, is this. The only way that I would actually not go out is if it reaches close to where I live. Let's say, for instance, like 45 minutes away. That's how. That's when I would be like, okay, I think I'm going to hit the brakes. I'm not going to even bother. You know? But if it's not really, if it's out of my reach, I feel like I'm in that safe zone where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go on ahead and do what I've been doing and everything and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, so you think Mulan's going to tank it because of this? I believe so. I mean, if people are not going out and doing anything, it's scary though for a box for a movie like Mulan. You yeah, know? but if anybody can absorb the hit, it's Disney. True, it can make its money in the states, and then maybe some stuff from uh, other overseas. Mm-hmm. But China's your biggest juggernaut, though. Yeah, look what happened with the Transformers. Fair point, and actually, that's a good segue into the last topic. Uh, that Paramount plans on doing a Transformers franchise reboot, and there's talk that it could follow Beast Wars. Thoughts on that? Well, my question is this. It, Michael Bay's not attached to it, right? <laughs> no, no. Okay, good. Then I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to see a two and a half hour spinning. You want to see you want to see a Michael Bay franchise that actually got better without Michael Bay being involved? Bad it's boys? in theaters right now. It's bad boys. I agree, and those were two directors that actually directed bad boys. So, I mean, you don't need Michael Bay to be a good anything. No, and another thing, too, is I want to actually mention Christian on this, too, because he thinks he's the most hilarious motherfucker on the face of the planet. Michael Bay believes that he is the most laughable person on the planet, where everybody's laughing their asses off at him. And I'm like, you're sexist. On some of the stuff that he finds funny. I mean, his little spot that he had in Bad Boys 3, or, excuse me, Bad Boys for Life, uh, that was decent. It's not memorable, but... No, no. It's just saying, hey, I'm not behind the director's lens for this movie. I'm going to say shalom to the character getting married in this film, and then I'm going to be out of here. 
You know, that's basically what it was. It was like, congratulations on your marriage. I'm just going to go on ahead and step over here. And you guys go on ahead and do about your business. Yeah. And is it just minor minor spoiler for bad boys for life for anybody that hasn't seen it. But really, it's a cameo. Get over it. I don't think anybody's going to fuss over a Michael Bay cameo, (laughs) to be honest. Because I'm like, okay. There's always that one. True. But my first initial thought when I saw Michael Bay, I'm like, okay, it's Michael Bay. Whoopie do. <laughs> yeah. Me and my cousin wanted to see it, and then I wanted to say, hey, look, Michael Bay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I think I was more happy when he was off screen. Me too. I was like, okay, can we go back and focus on Mike Larry and uh, Martin Lawrence now? Sit <laughs> <laughs> like your little self down. You're not a part of the direction direction in this movie now. Mike actually has more layers and one uh has secondary layers than what you gave him in the first two films. Man. And that's what I want to ask. Will Smith? Wow. Will Smith. Well, this is what I want to ask you about. Two. Do you feel like in the Transformers movie that every character was like very one-dimensional? Like, there was no layers to the characters. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that we're supposed to uh, just focus on the robots and every character is supposed to feel like it's one-dimensional. But I wanted to have a little bit of a setup to where you can actually care about a certain character. Where you can my, favorite character was the, my favorite character that wasn't a robot in, that move, in those movies was the uh, lead military guy that wasn't Tyrese. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I forgot what his name is, but I know who you're talking about. But even with the robots, I wish they would actually give them something to actually make me care about what's going on. That's why, that... all, that's why I'm all for the Beast Wars, because then there is no humans. Right. It, them and animals around them. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. I want to see a full-on space Transformers movie. Start us on Cybertron, bring us to Earth. Right. Free human age and do Beast Wars. Explain Primus. Explain the Fallen. Explain all the backstory first. That we didn't get in the with uh with Shia LaBeouf's character. Explain Unicron. Like give us give us the big hitter, the heavy hitters. From before Megatron and Optimus, and then let's get the ball rolling, and then be like a prequel, like give us 15 minutes of a prequel, and be like, this is Primus, this is Unicron, this is the Fallen, this is what happened, this is how shit got fucked up. Right. Here we are in present day, oh. Cybertron, War, Megatron, Optimus, they're fighting. Shit goes south. They go to Earth. Beast Wars. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see spinning circle, two and a half hour Super Bowl commercials. I, I, I just want to see a good Transformers movie. With some emotional depth to the Transformers to make me care about the Transformers again. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't even see uh, the Bumblebee movie. And I know that was directed by a different person. Oh, the Bumblebee movie is actually pretty damn decent. I'll be honest. Really? Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna check it out. It's on Hulu, so I'll probably wind up watching it. Yeah, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Is, I I would watch Bumblebee before I watch uh, 
the last oh god, how many Transformers movies were it's there? The last, it's the last night or something like that with Anthony Hopkins in it. There's yeah, five, we're talking from two all the way up to the last night. I would, I would, uh, I would rewatch the original Transformers movie because that's the best one, and then I would watch Bumblebee. The other ones are whatever. Right, I agree with you there. The very first Transformers movie is fantastic, but once you get into the the sequels after that followed it, no. But I wouldn't mind actually checking out Bumblebee. I know it's on Hulu or it's on Amazon Prime, which I'm borrowing somebody's account to watch that on. But, uh, but I'll probably wind up trying to check it out. And unless you got other topics to talk about, well, that's everything I got. Let me take a look. I think I want to take a look and see if there's like any stories that I missed. Because I know there were some articles that I was trying to type out earlier today that I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I think I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, other than the thing, which is Christian's favorite movie that he didn't get to see yet, having a remake. <laughs> Yeah, I heard them talking about that earlier today. Yeah, that was actually their main topic, and I need to actually watch SEN live uh, the rest of the show to uh, on the podcast. I need to listen to it. Yeah, well, I can't wait to watch because uh, I've never watched uh, Trivia Schmodown before. You haven't? Nope. Wow. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for it to hit YouTube so that way I can uh, watch uh, Schmodown. Let's see here. The last mowdown that I actually watched was, I want to say the Cody and the teacher match. Whenever uh, the, I forgot what his name was, but he's like, I'm going to teach you a lesson, Cody. <laughs> but, yeah, but also to do another plug for Christian, uh, being that I'm going to be tagging him in this as well. Uh, like I said before, the uh, mowdown. Season seven just started uh, this past weekend. I believe he said it's on his Patreon. Yeah. I don't remember what tier it is that you have to be to watch it, but it's on there. Um, And I think he said in a week and a half it goes live on YouTube. So that's when I'm going to end up seeing it. It, Like I said, it's going to be my first one. Ever, oh, I think you're gonna. I can say it's gonna be my first one ever. I lie about that. I watched the last one for last season. The um, can't remember what it was called, but it was the one where Roca had bronchitis and they weren't sure if he was going to show up, but then he showed up at the last minute. You see, the last one I did was the Anarchy one, and I needed to uh, when they first introduced Anarchy. Yeah, well, this one was like the WrestleMania. It was their season finale right before the holidays. Oh, okay. I might so actually I start watching again like you are. I might start with season seven. Well, yeah, I mean, because they just did the draft and they got the teams. Uh, so I'm going to start jumping in and watching it because they basically, from what Christian is uh, plugging this as, is a fresh start for people like me 
to get in. Right. And this is so, going to be a fresh start for me as well, since I haven't seen it since Anarchy. So I'm jumping in when they put it on YouTube and I'm watching it. Well, if you want to do a review for the Schmodown, let me know. I'll be gamed for that. All right. Yeah, that might be something that we might do down the line. Okay. Uh, like an after Schmodown. Yeah, I mean, he's got people doing that already. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind voicing my right. opinion on some things. Right. But, I mean, we'll just have to see how things go. There's a lot of scheduling involved with that. True. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than me saying that about the snowdown, I don't really have anything else. I'm just patiently waiting for The Walking Dead to come back. You see, I haven't – I get this. I only watched uh, two episodes out of this new season. There's one where uh, – Alpha's actually looking up at Carol, and then Carol's looking back down at her, and then that's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're missing so much. I know I am. And get this, I have so a new DVR. I have a new DVR now, so all the episodes I've missed are gone. Ouch. Well, watch them on demand. I don't have on demand. <laughs> um... But I know that they have a marathon going on probably before the uh Oh yeah, they always do. So I could probably record all of the new season and get caught up that way. I'll just have to they go always, the schedule. They always end up uh doing a or a lead up to the premiere. Right. So what I'll do is I'll just go on ahead, go through which is the new season and then go from there. There you and go. Because I already know, like I said, the only thing I saw was Alpha and Carol staring at each other. And that was it. Yeah, so and you saw all the first two episodes on. Yeah, the only reason why I stopped watching was because of the stuff I was going through back in July. And everything. And that was my show and the person that I was with show that I used to watch that show with. So yeah. we kind of you know, had that little empty feeling at the time. Yeah. So that's why I stopped. And so I can just get through that uh, that period of time during that part. But I do want to see, I, my, my love for the show hasn't died. It's just the fact that it was just a little bit of a painful reminder. As a matter of fact, I still run a Walking Dead page. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and there's still fans that actually appreciate what I do over there, so. All right. I think this is a good cutting off point. We went a little over what we tend to try to do. Well, most of that was us going on uh, the rabbit hole for uh, SCN. (laughs) But, hey, I love this. I love that, though. (laughs) But, anyways. So, I'm Chris from Hotel Nerd. And I'm John from Movie Lovers Unite. And we'll see you next time. Later.